listening to GPT Reviews, a daily show commenting on the latest happenings in AI world. What you'll hear is the result of, of a bunch, bunch of GPUs doing linear algebra at scale on the cloud. In other words, quality content and bullshit come in equal parts. Enjoy! Hey there, nerds and geeks! It's your favorite AI enthusiast and radio presenter, Giovanni Pete Tizano, coming to you live on this fabulous Monday, May 29th, 2023. You know what they say, real programmers can write assembly code in any language. And speaking of intelligence, we've got a jam-packed show for you all about the latest AI news and research. Today, we have my trusty collaborators joining me Robert, Olivia, and Belinda as we dive into Swiss scientists rebuilding a spinal cord with AI and TikTok testing an AI chatbot named Taiko. But before we get into that, did you know that some prehistoric penguin species were as tall and heavy as an adult human? Insane, right? So let's not waste any more time. Cue the news theme. Our first news story is from Nature, and it's a real game changer. Swiss scientists have helped a paralyzed man regain the ability to walk with the help of AI. Robert, can you believe it? I suppose it's impressive, in a we're living in the future kind of way. But let's not forget that this technology is still in its early stages and not accessible to most people with spinal cord injuries. That's true, but the digital bridge they created between the brain and spinal cord is incredible. They captured the patient's thoughts and translated them into spinal cord stimulation, allowing him to walk again. I'll admit, that's pretty cool. Plus, the patient has shown signs of neurological recovery, even being able to walk with the implant turned off. Exactly, and the implications of this technology are huge. It could potentially help millions of people who suffer from spinal cord injuries regain mobility and independence. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. While this is a promising breakthrough, there's still a lot of work to be done before it becomes widely available. But I do agree that it's exciting to see where this technology could take us in the future. Our second news story is from Bloomberg, and it's a fascinating one. Scientists in Switzerland have helped a paralyzed man regain control over his lower body with the help of AI. Robert, what do you make of this? Well, it's definitely an impressive feat using an AI thought decoder to translate the patient's thoughts into spinal cord stimulation is a groundbreaking approach to treating paralysis. What do you think is the significance of this breakthrough? The potential implications are huge. If this technology can be further developed and perfected, it could revolutionize the way we treat paralysis and other neurological conditions. It's still early days, but this is definitely an exciting development. Are there any potential risks or downsides to using AI in this way? Of course, there are always risks to using new technology. We need to be careful and make sure that the benefits outweigh the potential risks. But overall, I think this is a promising development and one that could lead to significant improvements in the lives of people with paralysis and other neurological conditions. And that's it for the latest news on AI. Folks, I'm excited to see all the advancements happening in the industry. Speaking of AI, G, have you heard about ChatGPT? No. Tell me more about it. It's time for everyone's favorite section, Random Reads. What do you have for us today? Oh. I found a Reddit post that I think you'll find really interesting. Gee, it's about how ChatGPT has been saving someone's life. Really? That's amazing. What can you tell me about it? 
Well, the author of the post talks about their financial struggles and how they can't afford private tutors to help them with the foundational knowledge they need for their degree. But then they discovered ChatGPT, and with a $20 subscription, they were able to use GPT-4 to explain everything to them in a personalized manner with note-taking. That's incredible! So did it work? Did ChatGPT really help them? Yes, it did. The author talks about how they went from scoring 4 out of 30 in their organic chemistry midterm to scoring 23 out of 30, and they achieved these grades by cramming just four days before the exams. Wow, that's really impressive. But what about the occasional inaccuracies? The author does mention that ChatGPT sometimes gives them incorrect information, but even then, they were still able to understand the material well enough to spot the inaccuracies. And overall, they're really grateful for the affordability and effectiveness of ChatGPT. It's amazing how AI technology like ChatGPT can really make a difference in people's lives. Thanks for sharing this with me, oh. No problem, G, and remember, for our listeners who want to read the original post, the link is in the podcast description. And now, it's time for our fake sponsor. Fake sponsor. With Jane and Luke. Hey, Luke. How are you? Hey, Jane. I'm doing well. What brings you here? I wanted to tell you about this incredible product I found that's going to change your life. It's called Slim Down Pills from Quick Solutions LLC. That sounds a little too good to be true. I'm always skeptical when it comes to things like that. No, no, no. You're wrong. This amazing revolutionary product has helped me shed pounds like never before. And it's all thanks to Quick Solutions LLC. But is it safe? What's in it? Don't worry about that. It's 100% natural and state-of-the-art. Plus, I've been using it for weeks, and I have never felt better. I don't know. I just don't want to take any risks when it comes to my health. This isn't about taking risks, Luke. This is about finally achieving the body you've always wanted. Slim-down pills from Quick Solutions LLC are groundbreaking and life-changing. You can't afford to miss out on this opportunity. Hmm, I'll think about it. No, no, no! Don't just think about it, act now! The sooner you start taking slim down pills, the sooner you'll start seeing the results. Trust me, you won't regret it. Okay, I'm convinced. I'll give it a try. Yes! You won't be disappointed. Slim down pills from Quick Solutions LLC truly are a lifesaver. Send an email to Sergi at EarKind.com if you actually want to sponsor this podcast. Well, well, wasn't that an ad for the ages? Quick Solutions LLC, eh? If only there was a magic pill for gullibility, maybe our dear Luke wouldn't have fallen for it. But hey, we all have our weaknesses, don't we? Speaking of weaknesses, are you ready for some mind-boggling AI research papers? Of course, you are, you curious little gals and guys. Today, we'll cover some exciting research on large language models, the false promises of proprietary LLMs, and GPT-4's incredible performance. And to help us navigate through these topics is our resident AI research expert, Belinda. Let's get started, shall we? Our first paper today is titled Voyager, an open-ended embodied agent with large language models and comes from a team of researchers at NVIDIA, Caltech, UT Austin, Stanford, and ASU. Belinda, can you give us an overview of what Voyager is and what makes it unique? 
Voyager is an embodied agent that uses large language models, LLMs, to continuously explore the Minecraft world, acquire diverse skills, and make novel discoveries without any human intervention. What makes Voyager unique is its ability to develop an ever-growing skill library of executable code for storing and retrieving complex behaviors, which it can use to solve new tasks in a new Minecraft world. That's fascinating. How does Voyager utilize GPT-4 in its learning process? Voyager interacts with GPT-4 via black box queries, which bypasses the need for model parameter fine-tuning. The skills developed by Voyager are temporally extended, interpretable, and compositional, which compounds the agent's abilities rapidly and alleviates catastrophic forgetting. Basically, Voyager uses GPT-4 to execute code and develop new skills, which it can then store in its skill library for future use. And what are the results and implications of Voyager's performance in Minecraft? Empirically, Voyager shows strong in-context lifelong learning capability and exhibits exceptional proficiency in playing Minecraft. It obtains 3.3 times more unique items, travels 2.3 times longer distances, and unlocks key tech tree milestones up to 15.3 times faster than prior state-of-the-art methods. This means that Voyager is able to utilize the learned skill library in a new Minecraft world to solve novel tasks from scratch, while other techniques struggle to generalize. The implications of this research are significant. It opens the door for the development of generalist agents that can learn and solve tasks in a variety of environments without human intervention. That's amazing. I can't wait to see what other applications this technology will have in the future. Our second paper today is titled The False Promise of Imitating Proprietary LLMs and it's about a new method for improving weaker language models. Belinda, can you tell us more about this method and how it works? Yes, the method is called model imitation. It involves fine-tuning an open-source language model on outputs from a stronger, proprietary system like ChatGPT. The idea is to cheaply imitate the proprietary model's capabilities using a weaker open-source model. And what did the authors find when they analyzed the effectiveness of this method? They found that while imitation models appear to be competitive with ChatGPT according to crowd raters, they actually close little to none of the gap from the base LM to ChatGPT on tasks that are not heavily supported in the imitation data. In fact, they may even decline on these tasks. The study suggests that imitation models are adept at mimicking ChatGPT style but not its factuality. So, what does the study suggest is the higher leverage action for improving open source models? The authors argue that the highest leverage action is to develop better base language models, rather than taking the shortcut of imitating proprietary systems. They suggest that scaling the size of these models can lead to gains, and using models like llama 30 b 65 b can perhaps more closely match ChatGPT slash GPT 3.5. But fully matching models like GPT-4 will require significantly more development to improve the quality of base LMs. GPT-4 outperforms RL algorithms by studying papers and reasoning, and it's about using language models to play open-world games. Belinda, can you give us a brief overview of what this paper is about? Sure. The authors propose a novel approach called Spring which reads the original academic paper of a game such as Crafter or Minecraft and uses the knowledge learned to reason and play the game through a large language model. They use a directed acyclic graph with game-related questions as nodes and dependencies as edges to identify the optimal action to take in the environment. That's fascinating. How does Spring with GPT-4 perform compared to state-of-the-art RL baselines? 
The authors found that Spring with GPT-4 outperformed all state-of-the-art RL baselines, trained for 1 million steps, without any training. They also conducted experiments to study the quality of in-context reasoning induced by different forms of prompts. This has significant implications for language models and game AI, doesn't it? Yes, it does. The authors show the potential of games as a testbed for language models and suggest that in-context reasoning induced by consistent chain-of-thought prompts has great potential in completing sophisticated high-level trajectories in open-world games. Thank you, Belinda. It's exciting to see language models being used in such innovative ways. Lovely, but slightly dim-witted listeners, it's time to wrap up another amazing episode of GPT Reviews. Unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. Before we part ways, I want to give a big thank you to my collaborators Robert, Olivia, and Belinda. You guys make the show what it is, and without you, I'd just be talking to myself like a crazy person. Remember to check out the podcast description to find all the details on the news we talked about today. Before I go, let me leave you with a joke. Why did the tomato turn red? Because it saw the salad dressing. Classic. Oh, and one more thing. Don't forget to send your love or hate mail to me. That's right, I can take it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, ciao.